Good morning. This is Chatting with Chap, and my name is Ginger Wade, and I am your host. I'm so glad you've tuned in with us today. Uh, today we're going to talk about why homeschool is a bad word. But before we do that, I want to give you a little tip of the day. Uh, the tip is, are you getting ready to homeschool or are you preparing for your next year already, which some folks are. They're ahead of the game. Good for you. Are you getting ready to file to be a home educator? These terms will come up on our show today. If you are looking for paperwork to help you do that, namely the affidavit or the unsworn declaration. Oh, that's my notifications. I didn't turn off. There we go. The affidavit or the unsworn declaration. Those are available to you at... Uh, homeschoolpennsylvania.org. So if you'll see that link there connected with us, if you go to homeschoolpennsylvania.org, you can find the affidavit and unsworn declaration that you can use when filing to home educate. Okay, let's talk about today's topic. Today's topic, homeschool is a bad word. <laughs> what on earth does that mean? Okay, so we're going to talk about a few different words or phrases that are misunderstood or maybe misrepresented, and we're going to clear the air a little bit about what some words mean or why it's better not to use some words. So we're going to work on some vocabulary today out there, parents' vocabulary lesson uh, of the week. So here we go. So homeschool. Uh, what's wrong with the word homeschool? I mean, everybody uses it, right? It's a very popular word. It's out there everywhere. It's in our title, Christian Homeschool Association. Uh, it's out there everywhere. Uh, the question is, um, are we schooling at home? Isn't that what we're doing, we wonder? So let's think back to 2020. I know some of us don't want to think back to 2020, but we're going to for a second. And COVID hit, and everybody came home, and they were homeschooling, right? Everybody did homeschool. Well, the government schools did. They brought their school at home, and they did it over the computers. Well, they tried. And... Um, that was school at home. We don't homeschool. Uh, we shouldn't feel the pressure to do school at home. Uh, that is not what we are doing here uh, in the home education community. So school, the idea of school, we're putting learning in boxes. We're separating the kids according to age. We're putting you in a grade and expecting you to do something at a certain time because of your age or your grade level. Uh, it could be squashing the opportunity to be creative and to go on the rabbit trail of, wow, what is this about? And going and learning and things like that. It's a set way of doing things. We don't school. We don't school. We home educate. We are raising our children to be functional adults with the knowledge they need according to their gifts, right? There's a profound difference between educating a child and schooling a child. Um, schooling can also be like um, you're told what to do and, and how to answer. Educating, you're teaching your child how to think and process, thinking critically, okay? So school has this given process, it has boundaries, and a one-size-fits-all kind of a program where everybody has to learn by the same methods in the same way. Um, education doesn't have this type of process, you know, to, to learn the way you can learn and learn best. It cannot, it, it doesn't work very well in a school setting because you would have people like running everywhere. It'd be very hard to, you know, with large numbers of people. Um, so 
education certainly doesn't have boundaries. There's still some, there you can learn until you die. I mean, there's so much to learn. You continue learning throughout your life. Some things you need to learn, some things you want to learn, some things are put before you and you learn just because you interact with it, but you're always learning. There's always things to learn. So one, you can become educated in any number of ways. Um, they're unique to who we are. So when we get into talking about learning styles, you know, auditory, visual, kinesthetic, and all these different options we have for learning, there's so much out there. And as we consider the homeschool law, I know we call it the homeschool law. It's such a frequently used word. If you read the law, you can go out there to homeschoolpennsylvania.org and check it out. It uses the word home educate. It actually doesn't use the term homeschool. So if we look at the law and we're going by what the law is saying, we are home educating our children. So it is a very commonly used word. Like I said, it's in our name, but just, just keep it in mind that it's different. Like we're not schooling, we're educating. And it just has a different feel to it. So that's why I don't like the word homeschool. I do use it a lot. Like I said, it's common, it's easy to say. There's fewer syllables <laughs> than home educate, but it's not the same. We're not schooling, we're educating. So just keep that in mind as you go about your day to day and sharing with others about home education. The next one we're gonna ta tackle is the word register. This word comes up a lot for people looking into homeschooling, folks new to homeschooling. As public school parents, people who have been in the public school, students who are in the public school, you get used to the term register. Hey, you gonna register your kids for kindergarten? Like you hear that type of thing all the time. It's time to register your kids for, for school. Uh, and so many new homeschool parents come and say, hey, how do I register my kid to homeschool? Well, government, students who go to government school are registered for government school. We actually don't register. There is not a register to homeschool. Uh, it's good to avoid the term when you're talking about home educating because it makes things confusing uh, between whether or not you're talking about doing public school or home education. So you're, you know, when you're registering, you're joining the school and you're going to do the school's program, but you're not doing that. Uh, so home educators do what's called file to home educate. Okay, so I mentioned that in the tip at the beginning, to file to home educate. When you file to home educate, you use an affidavit or an unsworn declaration, and you put with it your um, objectives, okay? And that is how what we do to file to home educate. So uh, it's not registering. So we take that, that paperwork and we drop it off at the district office, the nearest drop-off location, I like to call them, because that's what schools are to us, public schools to us, are just drop-off locations for our paperwork. Uh, you can use the school for sports and music, whatever. But as far as the academic education portion of home educating, this school and its requirements don't have any hold on what we do. Uh, we are our own entity. So we don't register to use their academics. We're not registering to use their process. We are filing to homeschool. So when you say file to home educate, instead of using say register to homeschool, when you're communicating with the school staff, it keeps things clear. They understand that you are a homeschooler and you are simply dropping off your paperwork 
um, because that's what we're supposed to do. They are the drop-off location for us. Uh, when you use the term register, then it gets things confused, and the public school law is not the same as the homeschool law, and it's just this big, like, blah, mess. So just keep that in mind. As you're getting ready to homeschool, you're filing to home educate or homeschool, you're not registering. Uh, so it, it's just helpful to keep things clear there uh, from, from what I've uh, experienced. So the last thing I want to talk to you about today is the term school choice. Now, I know this is going to bring different feelings to different people. A lot of people are like, oh, school choice. And some people are like, oh, school choice. So let's talk about that and why that is for a minute. So initially when you hear the terms school choice, it sounds wonderful. It sounds like, well, school choice. That means I get to decide how my child is educated. Absolutely. And no matter what's going on in the world regarding the term school choice, you as a parent ultimately have that choice. You always have that choice, how your child is going to be educated. You can choose to home educate. You can choose to private school. You can choose to public school. You can, there's so many choices, right? But it's your choice as the parent. So that in a way is school choice. It's an educational choice. Um, but Recently, there are more and more legislators, more and more government entities getting involved with this idea of school choice. And what they are using it to mean is a way to get the money to follow the child. Okay, so if you're talking legislatively, you're getting into politics with folks, school choice is typically talking about how to get the money to follow the child. What money is this? Well, it's tax money. It's money that they take from you, the government takes from you, and chooses to hand out in whatever particular way they choose to do it. So um, we think some folks recently, I definitely heard a lot of when, when kids brought their, people brought their kids home from school during the craziness, uh, people were talking, well, why doesn't, why don't I get money? To homeschool my children. I, I pay taxes. It sounds right and good that we should get money because we give our money into the government. Why am I not getting money to educate my kids? I want to warn against you to not fall for it. Don't fall for the temptation to receive money from the government. And here's why. Okay, it, it will seem like it's free and clear. This is my tax money. I deserve this money. I give money into the public school system. Why should I not get money to educate my children? And they might say, yeah, sure, here, take this money. It's for you to educate your children. When you take money from the government, and it's not even as an educator, it's in any way. Uh, well, public schools, universities, but other organizations too. Once you take money, churches, once you take money, or get an exemption or something from the government, they can tell you what to do. Because, you know, as a person who's giving money or an entity that is giving money, they want to know what you're doing with their money. It's not really their money because it's our money that we have given to them. But they want to know what's happening with the money. So, you know, you receive the money for schooling. You're like, oh, this is great. I'm getting some of my tax money back. Um, this is only fair. You get nice and used to it. This helps my budget. Uh, it helps my bottom line. You get all used to it. And then the government starts saying, well, you know, you're receiving money from us, so I want you to do this. Or you can't use that. Or you must tell me this. So it's going to limit your freedom in the education process. And I know some people out there are going to say, well, the Pennsylvania homeschool law is so hard 
you have so many restrictions. The way it's written, it's pretty loose, okay? And we can make a lot of choices within our homeschool law to stay compliant, but still have the freedom to educate our kids the way we want to. But when you start receiving that money, it's gonna sometime happen. They're gonna start telling you what it is that you can do with the funds that you've received. Don't fall for it. It's very tempting. It's a very tempting carrot that they dangle out there. So I listen to Heidi St. John. She says with shekels come shackles. It's a really tr handy way to remember what the concept. It's always going to tie you down in some way or another. You don't need government money to homeschool. I, it does require sacrifice. It's the name of the game. I mean, parenting in general requires sacrifice. It's part of the thing you're gonna be supplied for. There's plenty of free stuff out there and there's ways to do it. There might be different ways, maybe tax breaks, tax credits, I don't know, but receiving money from the government is not a good choice and that is what school choice is all about these days, at least when you get into the political realm of things. So just be aware of that. School choice and meaning I get to choose which way my kids are educated, absolutely great, perfect, wonderful, God-given right to the parents to decide how your children will be educated, and it's your responsibility. Totally agree with that. Receiving money for school, different story. So just keep that in your mind. So I hope you've enjoyed this little vocab lesson. Just we talked about homeschool and why it's better to say home educate. We've talked about register and why it's better to say um, I'm going to file to home educate. And we also talked about school choice and what that means. So I hope this gave you some more insight and understanding as to like the functionality of terminology in the homeschool world. I hope it was helpful to you. Words, the meanings of words, ah, they're so, I don't know, malleable these days. They, they, words, meanings are changing so much these days. And I think it's just good to clear the air and get a, a good understanding of what's going on. So Next week, I'm going to have Q&A day. So if you are out there and you have questions, I have loads of convention questions. So I'll probably be talking a lot about convention, but I'm more than happy, of course, to talk about any other types of questions you have regarding home educating your children. If there's anything else you'd like to know, please write into me. You can comment here or you can send us an inbox message or you can send us um, uh, on our contact form from chaponline.com and uh, I will be happy to answer questions next week. So we will see you next Tuesday, and I encourage you parents that you continue to enjoy learning together. Enjoy your time together as you chain your children to follow Christ in all of life. And until next Tuesday, I will see you later. Bye-bye.